here we go. Let's open up our Bibles tonight to John chapter 2. How many of you are reading? Um, you're reading through our uh, Bible reading plan. Come on. We just read John chapter 2 yesterday. Amen. And so, you know, when we're all on the same page, we're all moving in the same direction. Come on. We're all, what we want for our church is to move together in unity. Amen. And so that's why we have that Bible reading plan. We're all reading it together. You can read other things or read more if you'd like. But yesterday we read John chapter 2. That was our chapter of the day. And before we read that, we're going to pray. Amen. Father God, I thank you for tonight's service. I thank you, Father, that you have a plan for this service. You have a plan for your people, Lord. And, and I thank you, Father, for utterances by the Spirit that come tonight. Answers. We thank you, Father, for answers. May my words be your words. We're so grateful, Father, for all that you've done for us. In Jesus' name, say the plan of God comes to pass for this service. Amen. John chapter 2. Did you get there? Verse 1 says, and this is a familiar story. On the third day, there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And uh, both Jesus, it says in verse 2, was called and his disciples to the marriage. Uh, the Amplified says Jesus was invited. You know, I find it interesting that there's a marriage taking place. And uh, it's a, you know, getting married, that's a life uh, changing decision. That's a life altering decision, right? And here there's a marriage taking place. And wouldn't you know, who would they invite? Jesus. They invited Jesus. And as I was reading this, this just kind of popped out at me. Um, oftentimes we're making life altering decisions and we don't invite Jesus. We don't ask Jesus, Jesus, what do you say about this? Life-altering decisions about who we're going to marry, um, should we move, um, uh, should I change jobs? You know, these are, these are um, decisions that we don't take lightly. Yeah. The world would, would try and take these things lightly. Right. But we shouldn't take things lightly. Right. And I love the fact that Jesus was invited. Yeah. Jesus was invited. You know, so often we make decisions based on what we want to do, based on our own plans. And then when things don't work out, we go to the Lord and we need a miracle, right? Well, you know, here Jesus was already invited. So he, he was part of the plan. He's like, good. no worries. You ran out of something. Right. I'm here to fix it. Right. You know, when you're going to make a, a life-altering decision or, or a, a decision that it's a weighty decision, you know, it's important for us to inquire of the Lord. We're not going to make these decisions out of our mind. Yes. We're not going to make decisions out of our flesh. Yeah. You know, and if we don't take time to get in the Spirit, if we don't take time to come to Jesus, then we can make decisions and wind up in trouble. And um, to follow the plan of God for our lives, we have to, it's our, it's our duty you know, it's our privilege, let me put it that way, to inquire of the Lord and get his say on the decisions we're going to make. Amen. I want, I want him to weigh in on the decisions that maybe are running through um, my mind or my spirit. Lord, is this you? And it's so important. Proverbs 3, um, verse 6 says, in all your ways, say in all your ways. 
acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Amen. In all your ways. It's so important. Not just in some of your ways. Yeah. Not just in, you know, well, this is a, this is a huge decision or this is a small thing or this has to do with someone else. No, it, the Bible says in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. You know, to acknowledge him, we have to go to him. We're acknowledging him. We're, we're saying, okay, Lord, I want your input on this. And um, we have to take time to be with him. And so often, church, so often, we're busy, busy, busy. We're distracted, distracted, distracted. Or there's so much work, work, work. Or we're just doing business, business, business. And we don't take the time to be with Jesus. You know, I was reading about Moses and Moses um, and the Israelites, you know, they had, they had a, a place and they called it the tent of meeting. And Moses would go to the tent of meeting to meet with, with the Lord. And when he would go and meet with the Lord, the glory would show up yeah. and a cloud would show up. And the people, they were afar off and they saw the people, they were far off and they saw the cloud. They saw the glory of God. And you know what they did? They fell down and they worshiped him. Amen. So, <laughs> so it's so important to take that time to be with the Lord. Amen. You know, Moses went to the tent of meeting. Some of us, we need to go meet with Jesus. We need to come and, and get his input on the decisions we're going to make. Amen. Now, that was the Old Testament. The New Testament, Jesus lives on the inside of us. Amen. We are the temple of the living God. Say, I'm the temple of the living God. He's in us, right? But so often we can forget to take time with him. And so tonight we're going to talk about um, making him our dwelling place. I said making him our dwelling place. Amen. Um, Taking time to be alone with Jesus. You know, that, that hasn't changed. That was in the Old Testament. That's in the New Testament. It's so important to take time to be with him. How can we know what he wants if we're not taking the time to be with him, to listen, to hear? You know, so often we're running ahead of the Lord, making our own plans, making our own decisions. And we wonder why there's no confidence in in those areas. It's because we made those decisions out of the flesh or out of the mind. We didn't make them in the spirit and we didn't get God's input on it. Amen. And so tonight we're going to talk about that. Let's turn to Psalms 91. Amen. About being with Jesus. You know, our purpose in life is to know him. Did you know that? It's to know him. People are walking this earth saved and unsaved. I've heard many, many unsaved people. I just wish I knew what my purpose on life was. I wish I knew what my purpose in life was. Even Christians, I wish I knew what my purpose in life is. What am I called to do? You're called to know him. You're called to know him. Mm -hmm. You're called to know him. We're all called to know him. That's our purpose in life. It's to know Jesus. Amen. And I tell you, you know, you miss out as a Christian if you just, you ask Jesus into your heart, become born again, start going to church, read your Bible, but you don't take time 
to just sit in his presence and to listen to what he has to say and to worship him. You're missing out on the sweetest fellowship. It's the sweetest thing you'll ever experience in all your life. It's time with Jesus. It's so precious, I can't even put into words. I can't even explain it to you. Those of you who have spent time with the Lord by yourself and just spent time loving on Him and receiving His love, you know what that's like. And for those of you who haven't, I'm here to tell you it's so easy. You just have to get away from all the busyness. You have to get away from all the distractions. You've got to get away from the mind always uh, yapping at you. you got to get away with Jesus. Amen? Yeah. Psalms 91. Chapter 91, verse 1, says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. Amen? Amen. You know, as I was, I've been kind of meditating on this over the last few weeks and as I was reading this I just got this picture of when it says he who dwells in a secret place of just kind of like nestling right up to Jesus just nestling right up to him and just sitting there just nestling up to him and just sitting down dwelling right there right there next to him now he's in us right now I'm talking about getting in his presence just nestling up to him and just sitting right there with him. And that word dwell, he who dwells in the secret place, that word dwell means to sit down. It means to sit down. To sit down. In other words, go to meet with Jesus and go sit down. Some of us have a hard time sitting down. We're always going, going, going. We're standing up. Even at work, you're standing up. You're moving. You're constantly moving. And we, so, you know, our flesh, we can get into that mode where we're always moving. You know, some of us, uh, that's part of our, our personality. We're just move, 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 go, go, go. And we never stop and just sit down. And if we don't stop and sit down, we're going to miss out on the plan of God, the fullness of his plan for our lives. Yeah. It's so important because you can't dwell somewhere unless you're going to sit down there. Yeah. To sit down. We're not standing. You know, when, when you invite someone over to your house or they come to your house or you go to their house and if they're just standing there, you know that they're not really ready to sit down. Mm-hmm. Right? You know that they're there for a short visit and they're gonna, they have to leave, right? Yeah. But when someone comes to your house... And they come on in and you invite them, come and sit down. And they sit down, you know it's going to be for a while, right? You know they're ready to leave when they stand up. But if they're just going to sit there, you know, okay, they're here. Would you like a cup of coffee? What would you like? Can I get you a bottle of water? Right? You know that you're going to have some fellowship, that you're going to talk for a while. You're going to, you're going to, um, you're going to have conversations about things, right? You know that it's not a short visit, right? So it's the same thing with the Lord. When you come, the Bible says, to dwell in the secret place, you're sitting down there. That word dwell means to sit down. Come on. It means 
I'm gonna, I plan on staying here. It also means, to dwell means in quiet, to settle, to marry, to marry. In other words, to unite in usually close, permanent relation. That means you're going to unite with God. You're going to get in with Him in a close, permanent relationship. This is a permanent relationship. You're part of my life. Uh, I'm part of you, your life, Lord. I'm your child. You're my father. We are in a close, permanent relationship. You know, when you have a relationship with someone, a close relationship, there's a lot of um, fellowship that's taking place back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be in a, you can have a relationship with someone um, and it not be a close relationship. Yeah. Maybe it's a casual relationship. Maybe it's a, uh, an acquaintance, right? which really isn't a relationship. But when you're in a relationship with someone, it's something that's close. It's a permanent thing. That's what the the definition of of Mary is, a close permanent relation to become a member of the family. You're a member of God's family. So climb up in his lap. Take time to climb up in his lap. Close the door to your bedroom. Climb up in his lap. And say, hi, hi, Father God. Hi, Father, how are you? I love you. You're my daddy. You're my daddy. You're my Abba Father. You're everything to me. I'm nothing without you. I'm so grateful. I just love you so much. And I worship you, Father. Worship you, Father. And just sit there. Sit there. Not stand. Not like you're ready to leave. But sit down and have a... a relationship and a close fellowship with him. Amen. That word dwell also means to continue, remain, and it also means habitation. What's a habitation? It's where you live. It's where you take up your residency, where you take up occupancy. You're occupying a place. Uh When you come to dwell in the secret place of the Most High, you're coming to live there. That's the place where you stay. That's the place where you occupy. You're occupying that place. What place are you occupying? A place in the spirit with God. You're not occupying a place in the flesh. You're not occupying a place in the mind. You're occupying a place in the spirit with God. You're having close relationship with him. You know, we are a spirit. And God is a spirit. The Bible says those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We're worshiping him spirit to spirit. Spirit to spirit, not flesh to flesh. It's spirit, man to God, the spirit. Spirit to spirit, amen. That secret place, it's in the spirit. It's not in the flesh. It's not being flesh-minded, but it's being spirit-minded. It's taking time to be with him and get his, you know, we want the love of God to come out of us. We want his joy, his peace, you know. Um, Those things are so priceless. It far exceeds any big house you could ever have. It far exceeds all the clothes that you could ever have. 
It far exceeds, you know, the grandest car. And none of those things are wrong as long as you're seeking God and putting Him first. As long as you have that close relationship with Him. You know, the most important thing to me isn't my house. It's not my car. It's not my my dog or my clothes or my job. I said it's not my job. Some people, they make their job the most important thing. They don't come to church because of their job. They don't serve because of their job. They don't spend time with their spouse because of their job. Come on. They'll go above and beyond for their job. Work extra hours for their job. But when it comes to the local church, the place where they were delivered, where they were set free, where their marriage was put back together, where they were healed and their children were rescued, they forget. They forget. But say, not me. me. I'm not forgetting. forgetting. Because I'm putting God first. See, it's so easy. We live in this flesh. So we're always going to have to deal with the flesh. It's so easy. Um, when When you're living in that constant flow, you have a job, you're going to work, you can start putting things first that should not be first. Yeah. You know, it, it's important to uh, put, a, put a stop to the job uh, hours, if I could say. Especially right now, a lot of people are working from home. You know, you've got to put a stop to the, the clock on the job. You know, whenever your hours are done, it's 4 o'clock, it's 3.15, it's 4.30. I don't know how long you worked, but when it's done, it's done. That's right, yeah. You know, because it, it can take away from your family, mm-hmm. from your time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, some people spend so much time on their job, they become consumed. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't be a good employee. You should be the best employee. And if they need you to work overtime and you're able to do it and, and you know, it works for you, then go for it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about, now don't get extreme, okay? Because I'm talking about people who, they get involved in their job and that's their number one priority in life. It's their job. It's their career. And I'm here to tell you, River Church, your job will not deliver you. Your job will not set you free. Your job will not heal you when you need healing. Your job's not going to give you the answers you need for your family, for your marriage, for your finances. You're going to get that from the Word and time with the Lord. So don't be distracted even by things. Yes, your job is important. Yes, you've got to be the best employee and represent the Lord and always be on time and be punctual and don't be lazy. Come on, River Church. Don't be saying, don't be a lazy employee and say, yeah, I go to the River Church. You know, don't be doing stuff like that, right? Come on. Be a good ambassador for Jesus, a good ambassador for your Father God. But you take time to spend with Him, to get to know Him on a deeper level because it will, um, it will bring you through so many times. You know, and this verse says in the Amplified, when you dwell in the secret place, you're going to remain stable and fixed. You know why people aren't stable and fixed? Why they're disturbed? They're not spending time with the Lord. They're not, you know, sitting in His presence and receiving all that He has for them. You know, God will pour out His love on you, His mercy, His joy, His peace, but you can't get that apart from God. You can't get it apart from Him. You can't get the fulfillment that you're looking for by going shopping, through your job, not even through your spouse. True fulfillment comes from knowing Him. That's right. And I tell you, it's so precious. Mm -hmm. 
It's so precious. When I go into my room, and I've got I've got a music um, video. It's not like a loud music video. It's it's piano instrumental that I listen to, and I turn it on, and it's anointed music. Come on. And I turn on that anointed music, you know, because sometimes you know you got off work or you woke up in the morning or it's at night before you go to bed, and you know you may have a lot of things on your mind. Your mind is racing. You've got to quiet the mind. Got to quiet the mind, get your body still, sit down, rest in him. And I turn on that piano instrumental. And oh, I just, you know, you feel the anointing and just slip right on into the presence of God. I just start worshiping him. Sometimes I'll just sit there for a while. Sometimes I'll start worshiping him, loving on him. Say, I love you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know what happens in his presence? You know what happens? He starts to talk to you. He starts to talk to you. Jesus, Mm -hmm. God, the creator of the universe. He'll start telling you things. Mm -hmm. And he starts to, he'll minister to you. Mm -hmm. He'll minister answers. I said he'll minister answers to you if you'll get quiet. Make your body sit down. Quiet your mind and get in his presence. You know, you can even say, Lord, here I am. I'm coming into your presence right now. (laughs) This is the first time I've ever done it, Lord. I'm not sure exactly what to do, but I'm going to do it. I'm coming into your presence. And you just, you know, just lift your hands. If you have some anointed music, you can turn it on. River Church, I'll send you what I listen to so so you can have something to start with. Mm -hmm. And you just, whoo, man. And the more you do it, the easier you slip right in. The easier you slip right into his presence. And he'll be like, man, why haven't I done this sooner? Mm-hmm. What did I wait so long for? Yeah. To know my God, to be in his presence. Mm-hmm. It's precious. And when you're in his presence, when you dwell in the secret place, you remain stable. Yeah. You remain fixed. Yeah. I said you remain stable mm-hmm. and fixed. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Come on. It's, it feels good to be stable. I said, it feels good to be stable. Come on. That word stable means sane and sensible. Yeah. Not easily upset or disturbed. You know why the people get upset and disturbed? They're not spending time with Jesus. Right. You know, when you spend time with the Lord, you know everything's going to be all right. Yeah. That's right. You know that everything is going to be all right. Yeah. Especially for you. Why? Because you're spending time with Him and He's taking care of you. And you're not easily disturbed. People who get easily disturbed, they're not spending time with the Lord. Now, that, those, those tests will come to get you disturbed, right? But you just, you know, you just get back in his presence. No, I don't have to be disturbed. You know, you may have to answer it sometimes. But I'm telling you, when you, are, uh, when you have the habit, you know, it's a good spiritual habit to read your Bible every day. But that's not all there is. And then to spend time with God. River Church, do you hear me? Yes. It's time to go to the next level. To, we're going to spend time with the Lord every day. Come on, set your alarm. I don't know. Try 10 minutes a day. Try 10 minutes a day for a week. I'm going to set my alarm for 10 minutes, and I'm just going to sit in His presence. You know, and at first, it may be hard for you. Why? Because your flesh doesn't want to sit there. Your mind starts to race and think about all the things you need to do. But I tell you, when you start spending time with God, the things that get done that day, you know, there, there have been times in the past where I, I skipped a day and I didn't spend time with the Lord. <gasps> Did you know that? 
And guess what? I thought, man, I feel like I didn't get anything done. I feel like I didn't get anything done. And I'm telling you, when you spend time with the Lord, He redeems your time. I'm telling you, so much gets done. You know, when I go to church or I go to, to meetings and I'm putting God first, I'm seeking Him. My goodness, just the things that happen, the things that get done. Why? Because I, I sought the Lord. I sought the Lord. God makes me prosper in my, in my, in my soul. He makes me prosper in my finances. He makes me prosper in my health Amen. when I'm putting Him first. Amen. And just because I love Him and I want to be with Him. Amen? Amen? Come on. So it's important. So when we dwell with Him, we dwell in that secret place, we're going to remain right. stable and fixed. Come on. Firmly established. I like that, don't you? Firmly established. That's a firm. We're firmly set. Our feet are firmly planted we're not moved that's why paul said none of these things move me none of these things move me he was firmly um, established in god amen he had a relationship a close relationship with the lord praise the lord amen let's turn to matthew chapter 11 hallelujah it's it is so much fun to spend time with god i'm telling you it's so much fun Next thing, you'll go from 10 minutes, you set your time. Oh, I went over to 20. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bump it to 20 minutes now for this week. You bump it to 20. I went over because your alarm goes off and you just want to spend longer. I just want to stay with you, Jesus. It's, it feels so good to be with you, Jesus. I just love being with you. Yep. Next thing you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. It's an hour and like, man, I don't want to leave. And you're like, I got to go make dinner, right? I don't want to leave. It's it's. I can't even explain what it's like. You got to do it yourself. Yeah. You know, it's like, have you ever seen one of those roller coasters? And it's one of the wild ones. It's got like the three loops and people are all, oh man, that was awesome. And you're like, you see it, but you haven't really experienced it. And you're like, should I get on it? Yeah, I want to experience it for myself. So you get on that roller coaster and you get to go for the ride. See, if you want to go for the ride with Jesus, you got to go yourself. No one can go on that ride for you. No one can experience him for you. Yeah. Amen. You get to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, it's a thrill. Mm-hmm. It's such a thrill to commune, to have sweet fellowship with the author of your life. Yeah. I said, he is the author of your life. Yes. He's the author of the plan for your life. And if you, if we're not taking the time to spend with him, how are we going to get his directions on the plan for our life? How are we going to do it? We've got to spend time with the Lord. Amen. So we can get his plan for our life in place. We can get his directions. Amen. Okay. Did we go to Matthew chapter 11? Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. And as I was spending my time with the Lord, he said, tell them to come to me. what he said he said they won't come they won't come tell them to come to me so many people are too busy and I believe it grieves the father because distractions and busyness are devices of the enemy to keep you um, from going to the father and Matthew 11 verse 28 
I'm sorry, yes, verse 28 says, Come to me. This is Jesus talking, red letters. Come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me. Come to me. Jesus says, come to me. You know, there's a scripture that says, the spirit and the bride say, come. Come. Come to me. You have to come to Jesus. You have to make the choice. I'm, com- I'm going to go. I'm going to go have a meeting with Jesus. It's my meeting time right now. It's my meeting time. You know, you have meetings throughout the day. You have meetings. Maybe you have meetings for work, for school. You have meetings. When's the last time you had a meeting with Jesus? When's the last time you had a meeting with Jesus? Mm -hmm. He has so much to tell you. He has so many things he wants to impart into you. And just, can I say this? Even if it's nothing to say, um, just in his presence, experiencing his love, whew, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. I, I can't explain it. You have to do it yourself. You have to go have a meeting with Jesus. You need to have your meeting with Jesus. It's so precious. It's priceless. I'm telling you, it's, it's amazing. And so he says, come to me. I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation. Are you weary carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Ooh, isn't that good? Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways, and you'll discover that I'm gentle, humble, easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me. See, the enemy tries to come and tell you, it's too much work. You don't have time. You don't have time to to go in your room and go to your prayer closet. You don't have time. You're too busy. But Jesus said, you'll find refreshment and rest. Oh, you're too tired. You're this, you're that. You know, the enemy will always have an excuse. Your mind will always have an excuse. Your flesh, let's erase all that. Your flesh will always have, well, I got to go do this. And I haven't run this errand yet. And and I need to call my friend and -and so-and-so texted me. I didn't text them back. You know, you're going to have to make a choice church to put those things aside and put God first and put God first. And then when you're done with the Lord, you can text your friend back. That text can wait. That text can wait. So many times we get a text, we feel like we have to respond right away. Yeah. No, that text can wait if it's interrupting your time with the Lord. Right. You know, when I'm reading my, my Bible and spending time with the Lord, oftentimes I'll put my phone away because I don't want to see any text. I don't, I don't want it to ring, right? You have to know yourself and be honest with yourself and don't allow any kind of distractions to come. Amen? Amen. So he says, come to me. I will refresh your life. And so the enemy would say, oh, you're too busy. You're too tired. I'm telling there have been times I was tired. I just got in his presence. Oh, what a refreshing. For he says, I am your oasis. Just join your life with mine. You'll find refreshment and rest in me. For all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. You know, God is, you know, I I really believe this. God is, he just wants us to walk in this, his plan for our lives. Isn't that true with any father and mother? You just want your kids to walk out the plan of God for their life. Well, God's not any different. He wants us to walk out his plan. He's like, I created this plan for your life. Uh 
I, I authored this plan for your life. But you haven't come to me and talked to me about it. You've kind of made your own decisions. You've decided to do this. You wake up and you go here and you go there and you do this and you do that. And you forget about me, the author of your life. The one who gave you the very breath you breathe. Don't forget. Don't forget Jesus. Make him a priority. Seek him. Seek him every day. I said, seek him every day. Get in his presence every day. Say every day. You can do it, River Church. You can do it. I know you can. It's easy. And I want to I, I end with this. You know, when we get in his presence, a spiritual transaction takes place. And this is why the enemy would try and keep us out of his presence. Because there is an exchange that is taking place. The very life of God is being imparted into you. And the enemy, he doesn't want you to experience God, to hear anything that he has to say. And and, uh, when Moses went in to the tent of meeting, a transaction took place. Moses came and sought the Lord. And guess what showed up? God's glory. The glory of God showed up. There was a transaction that was taking place. Heavenly, something from heaven was coming to Moses and to the people where they were, they fell on their, on their knees and they worshiped God. When we get in his presence, there is an exchange that is taking place. Um, a transaction is an exchange of goods, services, funds. You're giving yourself to the Lord and he's giving something back to you. He's giving back his love, his peace, his joy. Amen. He's giving you, as we read Psalms 91, he's giving you stableness where you're undisturbed. You know, too often many people, they, their, their mind, they have a disturbed mind. And I would like to say this to all those who are fighting, um, being disturbed right now. Just start worshiping God. Just get in his presence. Put your attention on him. When you start worshiping God, getting in his presence, you're getting in the spirit. You're you're putting the natural behind you and you're saying, Lord, I'm just going to worship you. I worship you. I'm not going to put my attention on what's going on out there right now. I'm not going to put my attention on what's happening at my job or with my kids. Lord, I cast every care on you. Just cast the care on God. I said, cast the care on the Lord, first of all, and say, I'm giving this over to you, Father. And you have your scripture that you're standing on, believe in him for. But then you can start worshiping God. I thank you, Father, that you are working. You keep me stable and fixed. I'm firmly established. Amen. So when you're spending time with God, a spiritual transaction is taking place. Number one, these are something transactions that, that take place. Number one, you're stable and fixed. You become stable and fixed, according to Psalm 91.1. You become stable and fixed when you spend time in the secret place. Number two, it's in his presence, the Bible says, is fullness of joy. That's Psalm 16.11. In his presence is fullness of joy. What transaction has taken place here? When you get in his presence, you experience fullness of joy. You know, I can go in his presence feeling one way, my body feeling a way, my thoughts thinking a certain direction. I get in his presence. I come out lighter. I come out brighter. I come out 
Whoo, this is easy with God. See, if you're not spending time with God, everything's hard. Everything's difficult. Why? Because you're surrounded by the world. You got to get in the spirit. Get get your mind on what's God doing? What is his word saying? Get in his presence and all of a sudden you're like, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. And you come out with joy, a fullness of joy. There's nothing in this world that can ever give you the joy you're looking for. There's no one, not one person that can give you the joy that you're looking for. You can only get it from God and being with him. Being being in a close relationship with God, River Church. It's not just, well, I read my Bible, I go to church. I'm talking about let's start developing our relationship with Him. Right. Talking to Him daily. Yeah. Sitting in His presence and hearing. See, how are you going to hear from the plan of God if you're not taking time to hear what He has to say? How are you going to know what to do if you don't take the time to listen? So there's a fullness of joy that comes, according to Psalm 1611, in his presence is fullness of joy. And there are pleasures forevermore, it goes on to say. So number one, you're going to be stable and fixed in his presence. Number two, you're going to have fullness of joy in his presence. And number three, uh, Isaiah, Isaiah, uh, I'm sorry, is that, no, it's Isaiah 40, 31. It says, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. So you get in his presence, your strength is renewed. You have, you're going to have a, didn't we read that earlier? There's going to be a rest and refreshment. What is rest? It's strength for you. He strengthens you in his presence. And the Bible says you'll mount up with wings as eagles. What does that word mount up means? It means you're going to rise. You're going to ascend. You're going to get up. Uh, get up on something above the level of the ground. You know, like when someone mounts up, they get up on a horse, they're mounting up on that horse, they're getting above the circumstances. When you get in his presence, you rise up above the circumstances in your life. And it says like, uh, the Bible says like wings as eagles, you're just going to fly right on over all of it. You're going to triumph over opposition. That's what Isaiah 54, 17 says. That's what it says. There's peace, security, triumph over opposition. That's your heritage as a servant of the Lord. You triumph over those things. How do you do that? You're in his presence. You're seeking him. You're hearing what he has to say. Come on, you're receiving his strength in his presence. And then it goes on to say, you'll run and not get weary. How can that happen? I've always told my kids, I, I, I was never a person who liked PE. Matter of fact, I did not like PE at all. I am not athletic at all. And I remember one time I was in the, well, it happened often when I was in the sixth grade, I went to school and they made us run laps and church. I didn't know how to breathe. So I felt, I think I was hyperventilating now that I look back and I just despised anything that had to do with exercise or sports. I mean, I didn't mind watching it. But participating, that was not my cup of tea. And so here the Bible says you're going to run without getting tired. I just remember running one lap. I could barely breathe. And I was so tired. And and the Bible says you're going to run and not get tired. You're going to run your race. And you're not going to get tired. You're not going to get weary. You're not going to faint. When you spend time waiting on him in his presence. Come on. You're going to run your race. And you're not going to get weary. And the fourth thing, when you spend time in his presence, Psalms 46.10, you'll know some things. 
Psalms 46.10 says, be still and know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you like to know some things? Yeah. Wouldn't you like to know? Too busy. That's why you don't know. Moving around too much. That's why you don't know. You're allowing your mind to race. Try to figure things out. You're trying to, you're trying to figure things out in the mental arena. You're trying to figure things out. Well, what if I do this and if I do that? And Look, stop trying to mentally calculate what should happen. If you should go this way or that way, go A or B or C. Get in his presence, be still, sit down, nestle on up in the presence of God, and then the Bible says you're going to know. You're going to know what to do. You can always dip down in your spirit too. Dip down in your spirit. Start praying it out in tongues and you'll know. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Say praise the Lord. It's good to get in his presence. Praise God. Aren't you excited? Don't you love being with Jesus? Yes. Mm, it's special being with Jesus. Oh, yeah. It's precious being with Jesus. Yes. And I want to tell you tonight, if there's anybody watching and you've never asked Jesus into your heart, I want to just, I don't want to leave tonight and not extend this invitation. If you've never asked Jesus to come into your life and you've been running this, this race on earth, Doing this life by yourself. You don't have to be by yourself anymore. You don't have to do it alone. You don't have to wonder what your purpose in life is. I'll tell you what your purpose in life is. It's to know Him. It's to know Jesus. That's why He created you. So that you would know Him. And so that He could know you. And so if you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life and you're saying... Pastor Melina, I need to make this change. I've been doing things on my own. I'm getting tired. I'm weary. I don't even know what I'm doing. It's because you need Jesus. You need to get his input. You need to acknowledge him and say, Lord, God, you're real. I know you're real. I know that you created me. I need you. You just have to say, I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. And if you, if you need him tonight and, you've, and you want Jesus to come into your life and, and take your life and do something with it and help you in this life, just pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, Dear Heavenly Father I ask you right now, ask you right now to, come into my heart, to come into my heart, Jesus. Be the Lord of my life. Take my life and do something with it. And fill me now, Holy Spirit. Fill me. Be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. Now, if you prayed that prayer with me tonight, you've just now received Jesus as the Father, the Lord of your life. He's your Father. You've just now made Him your Father. And I tell you, the Bible says when you pray that prayer that the angels in heaven, they're rejoicing. They're so excited. You... Just now, by praying that prayer, you were transferred out of darkness and into light. No more darkness for you. No more darkness for you anymore. Darkness is of the past. If you prayed that prayer, contact us. Let us know. We'll send you some things so that we can help you. And we love you so much. River Church, we love you. We are going to this next level. More time 
with Jesus. Remember what we said at the beginning of the year. What did the Lord say? Walk closer with me. Hand in hand, walk closer with me. It's not enough just to read your Bible. Those, that's good. Not enough just to do your confessions. That's a good thing. But it's time to spend time with Him. Alone with Jesus. Alone with the Father God. So He can pour out. Pour into you. And refresh you. Renew you. Strengthen you. So He can love on you. He loves you so much. He loves you so very much. His love is so great. When you get in His presence, you realize it doesn't matter what mistakes you made or what you've done in the past. His love is so great, it just makes everything else melt away. And He's so precious. He loves you, church, and we love you too. We're so glad you joined us tonight, and we will see you on Sunday. Amen.